And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, last week, I spent time at the Cattle Industry Convention and NCBA trade show in New Orleans, Louisiana. Been a busy week or so on the road attending different events, and it was highlighted by the Cattle Industry Convention. Well, during the convention, I had a chance to sit down with the CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, Colin Woodall. We talked about a host of different topics that they were discussing during the Cattle Industry Convention, ranging from the farm bill to the the cattle herd size, and much more. Here is that conversation with Colin Woodall of the NCBA. And joining us now here at the Cattle Industry Convention in New Orleans and the NCBA Trade Show, Colin Woodall, CEO of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. Colin, great to catch up with you again, sir. I hope you're doing well. Doing well, and I appreciate you joining us here in New Orleans. Definitely. It's always fun to be here at the Cattle Industry Convention and uh, get to catch up with folks with NCBA and folks throughout the beef industry and talk about just all the different topics, issues surrounding the cattle industry and I think just top of mind just to start obviously you guys set a lot of policy you guys talk a lot of policy here during convention what are some of the big things you're looking at here this year you know when you look at CattleCon people really know it for the fun that we have we've got great entertainment great speakers food and drink a trade show that is seven acres in size but it really is a place to do the business of the association. And when you step back and you look at NCBA, we are a grassroots organization. It is the producers, the members who are part of this association that drive this association, set the priorities for this association, set the policy for this association. So we have our policy committees that are meeting this week. They are made up of people, uh, their producers, who are appointed by their state cattlemen's associations to be their representatives. We debate the issues. We decide where we want to be on different issues. And if it passes through those committees, through a board director, and ultimately gets passed by every member of this association who has a chance to vote on it, then it becomes our policy. And that's what we take to Washington, D.C. to be that advocate for our members. Well, I'm thinking about that policy in D.C. Let's talk a little bit about some of the things you're seeing right now on Capitol Hill. Farm bill, obviously, top of mind as we've got the new Congress in now and hearing this chatter that you know we want to try and get something done here in 2023 feels like it could be a little bit of an uphill battle, a little bit of a lift. So I'd love your thoughts, just some of the latest you're hearing surrounding the Farm Bill and, and cattle issues in the Farm Bill. Yeah, so for us and really for everybody in agriculture, the focus in Washington, D.C. is on the Farm Bill. You know, the current Farm Bill expires on September 30th of this year. So we're about eight months away. That's a lot of work to do for Congress in eight months. And history is not on their side. Uh, history says that this thing will be extended at some point in time before it's finalized. But you know what? We are going to do everything we can to support Chairman Thompson and Chairwoman Stabenow in their effort to get it done. They've both said they want to get it done. They are both very powerful and driven individuals, so we're not going to count them out. Uh, but we will, we will be there to advocate for our positions. And our positions really are pretty simple when it comes to the Farm Bill. We want to maintain funding for the foot and mouth disease vaccine bank 
This is something that we got established in the last farm bill, and we want to maintain that. We also want to make sure that programs like the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, EQIP, stay well-funded. That is a very popular program among cattle producers. One area that's unique is we spend a lot of time protecting the research dollars that are included in a farm bill. Research is so incredibly important for us to be able to become better at what we do and also to protect ourselves from foreign animal diseases. And so research done at USDA and also through land-grant universities is funded through the Farm Bill. We want to protect that. And we also want to make sure that the risk management programs for cow-calf producers in particular are strong and affordable. So those are our priorities as we look at this Farm Bill. And I think as well, you brought up, you know, the foot and mouth disease bank, um, disease traceability is a big issue. I'm hearing a lot about that with producers here during CattleCon. And I know that's something that, again, you guys are focused on as well at NCBA. We are. Of course, at the end of the year, we saw the new proposed rule from USDA moving into electronic identification Mm -hmm. for sexually intact animals of breeding age, so over 18 months of age, that are crossing state lines. And also all dairy cattle that are crossing state lines. And in order to make sure that that is workable, we have to be at the table to talk about what needs to be tweaked. We need to make sure that we are protecting the confidentiality of that information. We can't let this information, allow this information to get out two activists who want to use it against producers. So we have to protect that information. And we also want to make sure that the marketplace that exists today in both selling tags and managing that information is allowed to stay in place. We can't have USDA doing all of that on their own. So that is what we are currently evaluating, and we're going to be uh, pushing to, to make some changes to that proposed rule. But at the same time, we are also spending our time here at CattleCon, uh, encouraging our members to look at electronic identification and to start accepting that and using that as part of their production practices. Because if there is an outbreak of foot and mouth disease, those who have identification in their animals know where they have been, where they come from. They are going to get back into the flow of commerce long before anybody else will. I know as well, there's a lot of other conversations, cattle contracts, library, sustainability, many different conversations that are going to be had here in the next couple of days. Before we let you go, final thoughts, anything else you want to touch on for us, Colin? You know, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about regulation. Uh, overregulation by our federal government is top of mind. We talked a little bit about the uh, disease traceability rule, but we also have waters of the United States that we're seeing mm-hmm. from EPA. We have the proposal from the Securities and Exchange Commission to regulate greenhouse gases, an area where they have no expertise or no jurisdiction, but they're sticking their finger in that. And of course, also what we're seeing with the Packers and Stockyards proposals that would just further dictate how producers can or cannot market their cattle. So for us, this next year is going to be focused a lot on farm bills we talked about, but especially on federal regulations. Well, and as you alluded to, many different regulations, many different topics. NCBA is uh, going to bat for cattle ranchers across the country. And Colin, we appreciate a few minutes of your time here during CattleCon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And again, that is NCBA CEO Colin Woodall from last week's Cattle Industry Convention in New Orleans. Well, speaking of cattle, USDA's January 1 cattle inventory report places a total number of cattle and calves at 89.3 million head, consistent with trade expectations for a 3% decline from a year ago. The decline comes as cattle producers face a fourth consecutive year of contraction within the cattle cycle. 
Now, University of Illinois economist Jason Franken suggests that all things considered, prices in 2023 are likely to exceed those of the last couple of years. Current conditions are even bringing about speculation on the possibility of exceeding record prices last set in the fourth quarter of 2014 as we had drought a few years before that and started to rebuild the herd again. Franken says that seems feasible for fat cattle, which are already trading around $156 per hundredweight. That's going to do it for this episode of American Ag Today. Coming up tomorrow, more recap coverage from the NCBA convention. We'll have a conversation with Lance Zimmerman, Senior Protein Analyst with Bank. This is American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day.